So yeah, I'm, I'm quitting GTD. I've left GTD behind. And uh, this week's guest, uh, we recorded before I revealed that I've left GTD behind. So uh, I don't know if he's talking to me anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm Mike Vardy. Thanks for joining me this week. Uh, snazzy new theme song. Love it. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, the, the guy who I'm talking to this week is a friend of mine. I think he's still talking to me because I'm apparently going to be on his show arguing the reason why I'm not getting an Apple Watch or did not get an Apple Watch, while Craig Jarrow, the time management ninja, did get one. So there's going to be a bit of a debate there, but probably also the debate as to why I've left GTD behind. So far, I've released uh, two newsletters in the series of why I've left GTD behind. If you are a subscriber to the Productivityist newsletter, you've seen those already. If not, you can go to bit.ly, so bit.ly slash productivityistweekly. So that's bit.ly productivityistweekly and subscribe to the newsletter. You'll get it in your inbox and you'll read, uh, you'll get at least uh, number three in the series and then beyond that. And then, of course, we'll be sharing the previous two parts on social media networks such as at Productivityist on Twitter, the Facebook uh, page, as well as my own personal Twitter at Mike Vardy and a whole bunch of other places. But for now, I want to get to this conversation I have with my friend Eric Fisher. He's the host of Beyond the To-Do List. He also helps out with the, uh, he helps out more than the helps out, he works for the, the fine folks at Social Media Marketing World. We recorded this before Social Media Marketing World. Uh, so we talk about, you know, the typical geekery and building habits and routines. And I mean, we're both productivity strategists and specialists. So it's just a chance for the two of us to touch base. We hadn't done so in a while. Now, if you are a Patreon supporter, then you are getting the full version, the enhanced version of this uh, podcast, which means you're going to get uh, all of it. It, it. There is quite a bit there. Uh, so uh, if you are listening to the general version, that's great. I love your support. Thank you so much. If you want to get the full version of all the podcasts, then you can be a supporter by going to patreon.com slash productivity. There's tons of perks there. I won't go into too many more details. Just go to that URL and check out what we've got going on there. In the meantime, uh, before you do that, so not really in the meantime, but before you do that, let's listen to myself and my friend Eric Fisher talk about productivity, routines, and all things in between this week on the show. And I'll be back once we've wrapped the interview up to kind of close things up before uh, you can go off and get on with the rest of your day. All right, Eric Fisher, it's you and me, two productivity podcast hosts just shooting the breeze. How you doing? I'm doing well. One of the things I want to talk to you about is is you've you've still got a you, I mean, even still you have a day job and you're doing this other thing on the side. A lot of people that I talk to they can't reconcile the two. They they they, they whenever I talk to them about certain things, I say, oh well, it's fine for you because you know you work for yourself and that's what you do. But what about those of us that have day jobs and stuff? And I don't know. For me, I mean, I did work for Costco for 12 years or going on 12 years. So it's not like I haven't worked for for organizations or had day jobs ever. But to me, I guess speaking to someone who who like yourself who's a productivity strategist like like me, how do you how do you kind of balance that stuff out especially with a family? Like what is your what is your method 
so that you can have, and obviously discipline is a huge part of it, but what's your method to make sure that you kind of are, are giving every piece of the pie the attention it deserves? Well, it's very much to treat each pie, uh, treat it like separate pies and then a Venn diagram of pie. Does that mm. make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for example, our favorite or one of our favorite, they're all good, uh, task management systems, Todoist, is actually the one that I use for the day job. But right. then I also have a whole other one where I don't have any of the work, non-work stuff show up. And then I also have another one. Yes, Overkill. It, what, but are you, it, what are you using for the other ones then? <laughs> what are you using? I mean, I'm using two now too. I, ha- I mean yeah. – well, here's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I, liter- I have them all on my desktop, laptop, that is. I have them all on my phone. I have them all on the iPad. And I'm using Todoist, OmniFocus, and Things. Wow. All and the reason that. is because one is for the day job. One is for home life in general, just business of living. And then the the third is the podcast. Wow. And, and uh, now, obviously – Having them separate is what you need to do in order to make sure that you're not pulled in any one sort of direction from, you know, like, because again, you're, you're sitting at your desk, you could easily be pulled one way or the other. Are you using contexts as a way to kind of identify where certain things belong? So like, for example, in Todoist, are you saying check personal tasks and then that the label would be OmniFocus or are you just kind of divvied up your day or chunked out your day so that you know, okay, well, this, oh, this day is ending in this on this piece, you know, or at this pie, now it's time to move on to the other one. Yeah, it, it's very much coinciding with color-coded things on uh, BusyCal. Okay. Wow. So, so you built, yeah. so you built a, you you need to write about this. I basically built my own system. Yes. Yeah, you've got well, and that, but that's what we all. <laughs> but do. it's not too. It's everybody does that. It's it's kind of. I'm just the one who's like overkilling it by having multiple task management systems instead of the one diehard one I go with, and I dis- then having everything in there. I disagree. I don't think that's overkill. I mean, I think that some people would perceive it as overkill. Well, be- well that's what I'm. I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure, sure. You and I both know why you're doing that. I, I mean. Anyone who's played with this kind of stuff knows it's because you need that to have the workflow. Like it's all about flow of work. And if that means that you have to have Asana going, which is what I have going for productivity as well as with the do better with Asana stuff I'm doing with Jeremy, as well as having to doist for like just other stuff, that's fine as long as you know where it is. And I mean, I just finished speaking with David Allen not too long ago and you've spoken with him as well. That's, that's, that's GTD. Like, just know where your stuff is and pay attention to it. And as long as you're giving it, again, that intention and the attention it deserves, then there's nothing wrong with that. It's when you don't do that or when you don't have a way to pay attention to it properly, like having one long list with no segmentation whatsoever, that's when you run into trouble, right? Yeah, because if you can't just slip into a mode you you can't get anything done. Unfortunately, that was you know that has plagued me up until recently with some of those changes that I just said. Okay, you know what? I've tried all these. None of them work by itself. But what if I compartmentalize out you know each you know role having an inbox for its of its own? And once I got into that mode, things started to work out. Yeah, you need to. I mean, it took me a while too, and I think maybe. It becomes 
almost uh, self-fulfilling prophecy because when you're working that day job and you're being a father or, or parent and you're also trying to build this side thing, you have to co- you have to come to that conclusion because they are in terms of balance. It's I don't believe in that stuff. I think that that shifting is what you need to be able to do because you want to be able to you know put all your chips in. Right. You want to be able to say, hey, I am all in for work right now and then I am all in for home. But so many people are like, well, hold on. I'm going to take my kids to the park and play with it. And that way they're at the park and I'm spending, quote, unquote, time with them. But (laughs) then I'm also checking my email to make sure that I'm getting the things done. Like we balance is is kind of been bastardized a bit because they're saying, you know, a lot of people say, well, no, I'm getting all these things done and I'm balancing my work and home life, but you're not, you're blending them. And blending is to me, it's part of what's happened because just technology has kind of allowed it to happen in a lot of ways. But we as human beings can, can kind of say, okay, you know what? This is what this tool is for. And this is what this tool is for. And all these tools put together create a framework and a workflow. And that's how this house is built or that's how this is, is taken care of, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the blending is is exactly the point that I was trying to make. I think that by having, you know, a specific app where that's the day job, because I'm, you know, uh, working from a home office or working uh, virtually or what's what's the word? There's a better word that I'm, I'm not Tele- thinking of. Telecommuting. It, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's it's what it's close. Anyway, all of that, you know, it's not freelance, but it's something. You're, anyway, you're a con- you're a contract worker. <laughs> yeah, except I'm. Yeah, except I guess that's the closest to. I'm, <laughs> except I'm not. But there, more and more people these days are less and less people. At least that's what I think is happening. Less and less people are are a traditional, you know, clock in eight yep. whatever. And then stay there to lunch, go out, then come back, and then come home at five or six or whatever, and can leave it there. And even with the whole smartphone or other devices thing that's been going on, where you can be you can be connected at any time and in any place, uh, not to get even into the whole smartwatch thing, um, this allows me to have some psychic or you know mental space that i have put it away or i have quote unquote left work at the office mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's what hell by by having that and saying okay work is now in its place that suddenly it, it just works better trust me oh <laughs> again <laughs> preach preach into the choir speaking of which right. speaking of which what You've been doing this for how long now? How long have you been really like spending time with productivity practices in terms of just examining them, exploring them, and kind of expanding upon them? Well, I mean, the show, the podcast started August 2012, but I, I mean, I read GTD back in 05. Mm. And so, yeah, probably, probably 05 was when I was really just like, that's when I, that's when I discovered, you know, Merlin Mann and, so around the same time I did. Yeah. Around the and same so, time. And, 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 you know, I, I don't know with what speed or consistency I had, but up till about 2010, oh, oh, you know, t- 2005 to 2010, um, it was revamp the system every five, six months. Right. After that, it's been tweaking and tweaking and, yeah, so discovering. So what, what have you learned in the, in the past few years that 
you know, because you've immersed yourself in it, what are some of the key takeaways that you've had? I mean, we've obviously talked about a few, but I mean, I know that, again, I went from like enthusiast to specialist to now where I'm actually strategizing a lot more and being more of that type of person where I can go in and say, oh, uh, this is your work. This is what you do. Okay, well, here's a workflow that could probably help you. And here's why. Are you like, what have you learned over those those years that have become, you know, kind of cornerstones of, of where you're at now. Well, and this is what it takes. The, the the best way I can describe it is, is I have this, this eye almost of a consultant. And mm-hmm. so I will come in and, and, and I wish I was better at this with myself. That's actually the thing that I'm, you know, that got me to the three task management system system um, was to, I can come in, I can, I can kind of, look at something and and not just say why are you doing this but or or even the how but trying to get to you know in other words I'm a plumber trying to figure out why the heck do you have the water set up this way right and and then can walk through it and say oh okay i see well you know have you thought about this and you know i wish again i wish that i could apply that to myself my wife does a great job of doing that to me but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean and that's the thing is that there's no if there's ever been any principle that i've ever understood is david allen stuff when it comes down to capturing and then deciding what to do with it like those the principles he's talking about and yes his new book came out today so that's another anniversary or whatever you want to call it celebration saint patrick's day gtd day um it it is like it's still i keep coming back to it over and over again and so that's why it's weird that it's like oh there's this new version of that old thing that we've kind of held to as principles and but aside from principles being principles there's so much room for rhythm and style and uh i don't know workflow is probably not the right word but work style maybe mm-hmm. um your way of doing things. Obviously, if somebody's listening to this and they think their productivity's all out of whack, then obviously you're not doing things well, but that doesn't mean stop doing things your way. Just learn how to do your way better. Right. Right. You know? And I think that was the thing that kept getting in my face was I was trying to change me instead of changing how I was doing things or why I was doing things and what I was doing about it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that what I love about some of these tools is that they basically provide a framework. They don't put you into a corner and say, okay, this is how it has to be done. They say, okay, here are, here are the tools that you can use. Now bring your work style or your frame of mind or whatever you want to call it or mindset and put it in here and, and let's be more effective. Um, another book that came out today, though, which I want to kind of touch on is Gretchen Rubin's new book, Better Than Before, um, which, yes. is, which is which is a bit of a departure in terms of her work has always been generally around happiness. And it's not really too far off because now this one's about habits. Now, habits are huge and rituals are, are that's the new the new um, hotness mm-hmm. in, in our yes. space, right? Is, you know, <laughs> rituals is the new black. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What I mean, I. I'm a big believer in having, you know, bookend and, and keystone habits that you can kind of say, okay, here, here's where I do this. And this is why I, you know, I start my day a specific way and end my day a specific way. Um, do you have those? You must, I would imagine you do. And, and 
Do you believe in this whole, I mean, we've seen Lyft obviously change to coach.me and we're seeing a lot of habit tracking apps and stuff. Like, do you use any of those? I've come, some of them have come and gone and overall it's, it's very seasonal for me. I don't, um, like for example, we just did the whole daylight saving time thing here recently mm-hmm. yep. and, and it drives me nuts every time we do it one way or the other. It really just doesn't matter. Um, it's a body clock thing. It shifts you. And ultimately that if, if there's some sun out first thing in the morning, I love it because that triggers the brain to start waking up. Um, I've been doing a lot of cutting out the coffee, which is crazy. I know, but, oh, geez, I, I have, I literally have not had any coffee today and I've I don't, had, yeah. I, I didn't, I've only had decaf recently. I've, yeah. I've, I've shifted away. I mean, the only, caffeinated beverages i'm really having is that tea that i drank and that's about it yeah the uh uh, what's it called cognity yep Yep. i had one of those yesterday and uh it works great so i i think um yeah habits and routines and rituals and all these other words that we use for again that word discipline (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that's I, i it's appealing but life doesn't stay on the same track long enough for me at least and maybe that's an excuse i don't know confession time i can't stick with something for more than five six months before a change needs to be made because something dictates that so you don't even journal regularly or anything like that i have journaled i don't journal regularly right now Mm -hmm. it's it's a deep desire to do that so it can't be that deep (laughs) <laughs> exactly. If you, hey, if you really wanted it, you'd have already made the change by now. <laughs> and all those other trite statements. <laughs> um, no, trust me. If in an ideal world, answering that question that I ask a lot of people, um, you know, I'd get up first thing and I'd do something physical and something with water or coffee or something, and wake up and I would listen to music and I would journal and I would go for a run or a walk or a whatever and. And all these things without having family members wake up too. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's you know, always the and, challenge. And and that's the thing is, is like either I have to be quiet enough to not wake other people up, or they wake up. Mm-hmm. They wake up regardless of if I'm being quiet. And so then keeping that schedule. So I so I've I've been lowering the expectation and really just doing a getting up at a certain time, doing you know me time that I allow to take a couple of different forms. And then, uh, you know, that kind of wakes me up as it is anyway. So journaling needs to be part of it. I I really need to figure out a way to get that worked in there better. It's one of the things, and I'll be the first to admit, like I had every intention of keeping up my journaling habit while I was on vacation. Uh, I didn't. Uh, in fact, yesterday, which, and as we're recording this, it's the, again, St. Patrick's day. So yesterday was my first journal entry since the 2nd of March, because I went away for, you know, two weeks. Um, and here's the thing is that the gap that's there, uh, felt, it felt odd to me to not see it, <laughs> but I know why it's there. So, you know, if you know, again, that intention, you know, it's like, okay, I know that the reason that that gap is there is because I was away. I was on vacation. And in fact, the journal entry that preceded the gap said, I'm going to be going away on vacation. And it said, I intend on keeping the journal up. Clearly, I didn't do that. But there was a reason behind that. And I think that that as long as the it's it's 
it's much easier to, you know, again, start off your day a certain way and have triggers. Triggers are so important, right? You know this. Yes. Yes. I mean, I have, I set up my reading workflow. Uh, When I wrote the post on Productivity, which I'll put in the show notes, um, about using a a reading workflow, um, I had just basically the four apps at the top of my iPad mini, you know, Reader and then Zeit and then Flipboard and then uh, Instapaper. By the time I was done that post, I had created a Launch Center Pro action that had, uh, or not action, but um, I put in Launch Center Pro. I called them Reading Workflow, and I actually set an alarm, like a trigger alarm that says, okay, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's time to launch your Reading Workflow. Um, that hadn't existed until I examined it, until I said, okay, how do I make this thing better? And there's and again, everyone's version of making things better is going to be different, whether it's deciding to use contexts in your to-do list because you are stuck in project mode and you can't move things forward or it's adding a simple alarm to tell you it's time to get ready for bed because you tend to stay up too late or whatever it is it doesn't matter those triggers are what you that's what your brain needs because your brain has so much other crap going on good and bad that having something to break the pattern, as as Tony Robbins would say, he's big on breaking patterns. If you have something there that breaks the pattern, it can go, and, and that's what a trigger does, is you'd say, oh, okay, it's time for me to write my journal entry, or it's time for me to, you know, and that's how I started, is I just had an alarm go off saying it's time to get ready for bed, and the getting ready for bed wasn't just go brush your teeth, it was write your journal entry, enter your word count into the shared document that I'm doing with a friend of yours, Jim Woods, um, you know, uh, and, and then... Uh, brush your teeth, go to bed. Like that's, that's, yep. th- that's what you have to do. And I think that again, technology provides us with just as much help as long as we're allowed, to, willing to pay attention to it as it can <laughs> hinder us by giving us notifications that we don't want. Right. Right. And, and that's the thing is I think I've, I've sold and unsold myself numerous times on this whole Apple watch thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's an inevitability that I will get one, but I don't know that I need to have it anytime soon and in fact I'd kind of like to know what I need it for first so and that's not to say that it's not going to help a lot of people there was I I actually got a little bit of a backlash by sharing one of Jim's posts saying you don't need a smartwatch you don't even need your phone silly and uh, anyway let's wrap things up Uh, so you've got a uh, couple of more quick things. Obviously, you, you social media marketing world uh, has just happened, uh, so you've just yes. finished that up. Uh, and then there's another new project that you know obviously is under wraps. Probably will be out there by the time this airs. But yeah. how I know when I worked for for the film festival here in Victoria, uh, we were talking about this before we jumped on the air. Is that I was uh, my job was simply to run two festivals every year the uh, the film festival and the summer festival. And then all of a sudden one day the film festival director said, "Yeah, we're going to do a cocktail festival now too." And it kind of was like, "What? Well, I've got grants to write and I've got all these other things. So now you're adding something else to the mix. How do you how do you deal with?" the changes that are going to come because of this new venture? And A, do you feel that you're better equipped to handle it because of the fact you've built this kind of framework that your your work kind of, um, yeah, kind of compartmentalizes itself in? Yeah, I, I think ideally that is going to take me much further along than, than I would have had I not set that up. Um, yeah, I think that you, I really admire. First off, I want to say one, I really admire the whole starting your year on Groundhog's Day 
uh, one of my favorite holidays <laughs> and favorite movies for that matter. And in fact, I'm, I kind of mentally would, didn't tell anybody, uh, said, I'm going to adopt that next year. This, this whole trying to do things right after Christmas, but <laughs> before January is, is over, like trying to get anything done in January is a, a joke. But, uh, yeah, I, but I, I say all that to say this, my mental capacity works in, again, kind of like seasons, like every three months, four months, so either quarters or uh, thirds of a year, that's about how far out I kind of do. I, I don't treat the year as a marathon. I do look at it, but I really treat the whole thing as you know short, short marathons or sprints even. And by doing that, I can maintain some sense of sanity of, okay, I only just have to get to here, and I only have to do this, this, and this from here to there, and that's it. And by by compartmentalizing, uh, well, roles as well as time, that's how I manage. I, that's how I have to. Eric, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, I am uh, twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R, and beyond the to-do list.com. And you've had some great episodes as of late. Of course, you had David Allen on, and you've got Rory Vaden, who uh, uh, I've been reading his book, Procrastinate on Purpose. I haven't read his past stuff, though. I got I, I should probably dive into that. Um, well, he, he, he himself says, do the new one first and then the second one after. So there you go. So, so. Which is ironic when you consider that he wrote the second, the book you should read second. It's almost like he procrastinated on purpose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Eric, thanks so much for joining me this week on the Productivities Podcast. Thank you. Big thanks to Eric Fisher for joining me on the podcast this week. It's always great to chat with him. We have a, a lot in common, a lot to discuss. I know we're trying to do some more stuff together. We've got a couple of projects that we're kind of you know, seeing if we can make happen in the next few months uh, and beyond. So we'll keep you posted on those. Uh, through our own social channels as well as our own websites. Of course, he's got the Beyond the To-Do List podcast. I've got this podcast plus Productivityist blog, plus, you know, I occasionally write for Medium from time to time, social networks, all that stuff. So you'll be able to hear more there. Again, uh, if you like this podcast, if you like this episode, please uh, rate the uh, podcast in iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice. Uh, and that's how more people find out about it. That's how I can get more people on the show. It, it helps me decide, you know, how are we going to proceed? You know, are we going to do more guests? Are we going to do more solo episodes? That kind of stuff's really helpful. So again, you can go and do that. Uh, leave a rating, leave a review, leave both. Uh, you can even drop me a line, head, send an email off to info at productivityist.com. Uh, I will get those emails from Amy and I will go through them and I will reply to you. And, and if whatever you liked out of this episode, let me know whatever you didn't and whatever you've liked about past episodes. If you've listened to, if you've been a long time listener or if this is your first shot, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, I have got some great stuff lined up in the coming weeks. Uh, for now, if, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, you could do that by going to patreon.com slash productivityist. If you'd like to give some kind of monetary uh, kind of support to the show, there are several per different perk levels. There's also some milestones we'd like to hit, so you can do that there as well. It, you can also get the newsletter, which also gives you exclusive first-run content. You just go to bit.ly, so bit.ly slash productivityistweekly, and we'll have that in the show notes. You can uh, get the weekly newsletter, which offers, again, exclusive content, first-run content. 
Uh, that way you can find out maybe why I'm leaving GTD behind, because that's one of the things that I talked about off the top of the show. Of course, Eric didn't know I was leaving GTD behind when we started recording, but, you know, now he does, and uh, I, I think we're still friends. Uh, until next week, uh, thanks so much for joining me, uh, and remember, keep moving things forward, okay? Uh, we'll talk to you next week. 